Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince—they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. Prep stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, "I'm going to do this to protect myself." Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about Prep, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey, Rush Nation! Before we get to today's show, which is an absolute banger, trust me on this. I want to tell you about the fantasy football playbook. Murph and I have been working really hard. Blood, sweat, and tears have been pushed into our first publication. It's a book about fantasy football. Shock! This is a fantasy football podcast, but it's got strategy guides for all formats, rookie player profile reviews, Murph's PAS metric, which is exclusive to the podcast and the book. Head over to FiveYardRush.co.uk into the shop. And go buy yourself the fantasy football playbook. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? It's time for the breakdowns as to who to start and set in your fantasy lineups this week. I'm going to go through every game now and just talk you through who I'm thinking about for each game, potential starters, uh, etc. This is a, a pod that will have slightly less information than it will going forward purely because it's week one and we don't have a lot of information. So this will rely a lot more on the betting lines from Vegas and uh, gut instincts from my rankings but going forward as we get more data we get more information uh, moving forward in terms of uh, plays and ideas of offenses and defenses and situational football more then there'll be more uh, detailed analysis as we go through and this might even uh, go through into different uh, pods or more pods so we'll wait and see so thought we'd start with the games in order so starting off with Texans Chiefs Thursday night football First game back, and this one's going to be a blockbuster. It's uh, destined to be the highest scoring game of the week, according to the Vegas Lines, which they've got it at total points of 54.5. Chiefs are the heaviest favourites of the week as well, by minus nine. 
Um, so heavy, heavy favourites to Chiefs in this one. And in terms of uh, players that you can start this week for the Chiefs, obviously Patrick Mahomes is a must-start every week in, in fantasy football. So you don't need me to tell you that. Clive edwards you should have absolutely no problems because you've been drafting him as the RB, as an RB1. So, you know, he's a, he's a must-start. The same goes with Tyreek Hill. He's a, he's a wide receiver one uh, candidate as well. Nicole Hardman kind of sits in a flex situation, maybe a wide receiver three candidate uh, for this week. Travis Kelsey is a, a wide receiver one. And expect Darrell Williams to potentially get some touches in this game. I wouldn't start him personally unless you're in a deeper league and a, and a real jam. But he's someone that could be making an impact. As for the Texans, you've obviously got the Sean Watson. He's obviously someone who's been drafted as a high-end QB1, so he's someone that you start. Then you've got David Johnson. David Johnson is someone who, again, you're kind of drafting him as a, an RP2 to to start. So he's someone you've got to you've got to start. I don't see him being a, a wide receiver, one, uh, running back one this week. I see him being more of a running back two. So he's someone to uh, keep an eye on. Um, another one, in, I put this in the start sit column. Here, Brandon Cooks has said he's a, he's a must start, but since I've written that, he uh, hasn't been practicing. So it's something to keep an eye on. He is questionable. It might be that you need to take him out of your lineup. And if that's the case, then fire up Will Fuller because he's going to get a lot of the targets. Uh, the chief um, the chief secondary is not one that I would be overly uh, concerned about from a defensive perspective. So he's someone I would definitely be targeting and same with Cooks as well. Um, and if Cooks isn't playing, then maybe Randall Cobb is someone who you can potentially be thinking about playing and, and getting involved in as well. So a few different sorts of players that you can you could be thinking of this, but this should be a shootout. And in these sorts of games, you should be ready to fire up as many people as, as possible. Uh, next, moving on to the Bills and the Jets. The Bills here are lined at minus seven. And then also on top of that, this is scheduled to be the lowest scoring game of the week. Um, so as a result of that, um, you've got to be a little bit concerned about who, who's going to be scoring what. And we expect the, Jill, the Bills to be easy favourites here. So that means Josh Allen, he, he should have a great week. Um, and again, should have a high QB1 uh, week. Stefan Diggs is, is a safe player, as is Joe Brown. Both of these players should get good volume of, of targets and everything here. The real interesting one with the Bills is their backfield uh, with their ADPs only being around a bit apart. Devin Singletree and, and Zach Moss, it's made it a bit of a convoluted situation. I'd feel comfortable to start Singletree. Uh, I think he's going to get more work. I think he's someone who could do very well in this situation. Zach Moss, I think just being the rookie and new guy in, I think I would be a little bit cautious. I can understand the want to play him against the, the Jets, but at the same token, I think you've just got to be a little bit careful. Um, as for the Jets themselves, there really isn't any major fantasy players I'm, I'm overly targeting. It's a terrible matchup for Rashad Perriman because he's going to be having um, Tredavious White on him. So it's not something that I I think would be a good play at all. Um, so I think it's, it's Lev Bell, Jameson Crowder, Chris Herndon. That's it. And I think, to be perfectly honest, that's all I'm going to really want out of this Jets offense for the rest of the season. Um, there'll be some games where Perriman might be something that uh, that might be interesting. But uh, yeah, unless you're in a, a super flex league or very, very deep league and you have to start Darnold, 
uh, not for me. Uh, I think I think those three are the only three I'd be starting in, in for the Jets. Uh, next, we have got the the Vikings and the Packers. This is a, a really really interesting game. Uh, divisional rivalry, of course. The Vikings are favourite by minus three, and uh, the the points total is forty six. Mm. Start with the Packers. The Packers really the only players I, I actually want in this offense this week is Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones is going to get the majority of the work. He is touchdown dependent, but again, you're drafting him as a RB1, RB2, and I think he's going to return that sort of number this week, and Devontae Adams is fine because you know he's going to get all the targets. There's a case to start Alan Lazard, and I think if you're in a deeper league, that makes sense. But I think with how much depth there is at the position, I wouldn't be necessarily urging to do it. I'd wait and see how this this back uh, this wide receiver core pans out, especially with all the talk on MBS. And I actually think Rogers is a fade this week. I think he's someone that unless you are desperately needing to play him, um, I I wouldn't. Um, if he's your choice and you've got him there, I don't think he's going to necessarily kill your week. But at the same token, I don't think he's someone that's got high upside. The same kind of goes for Kirk Cousins with the with the Vikings, but I doubt he has been drafted in the same way that Aaron Rodgers was. And again, both Superflex plays are absolutely fine, but as your QB2, not your QB1. Um, and Phelan is going to absolutely eat. Um, he could be up there in the top five players for most targets of the season because there just isn't a lot of competition there for him now. Um, Davin Cook, yeah, I mean... People are worried about the, the contract holdout, and, and rightfully so. But I think you know he, he should see the field and be fine. I'm more worried about Cook as a long-term play, not as a, a week one play. But I think that's pretty much it. The only players I'd start here would probably feed them and Cook. And if I had to start the quarterbacks, fine. But I wouldn't love it. Um, I think it's a bit early for Irv Smith. Um, I wouldn't play him in this game. Uh, I think there's better tight ends that you could play. If you're in a jam, you can play him. I think he's got low-end tight end too numbers in him this week but I don't see much more than that Washington versus the Eagles Eagles favored by three and a half uh, quite a low total here of 43 total points um, in terms of Washington really the only players that start here are Antonio Gibson and, and Terry McLaurin uh, Terry McLaurin had a field day uh, last time out against the Eagles when they played on opening day a year ago and I think he's someone that will eat again especially as there's a lack of competition for targets Gibson, it might be a bit early for him, but I think with, if you've been drafting him in those sort of fifth, sixth rounds, and I think it's time if you've got him as a late stash, you might have better players to start, and in which case I would sit him. But if you've been drafting him late and you've been drafting this week and drafting him fifth, sixth round, I think this is not a bad spot to, to start him because I think he's going to be involved in, in every situation as much as possible, especially if and when we would expect Washington to potentially be behind in this game then I expect him to get involved a, a lot more. As for the Eagles, uh, you definitely start Carson Wentz. I think he can have a, a great day here. Miles Sanders is one to be concerned about. He is slightly banged up and injured. I just don't know how good a situation this, this is for him in, in this game. I don't think they're going to rush him too heavily, and I think they'll rely on Boston Scott a bit more. I wouldn't say Boston Scott was a play, but if you're in a much deeper league, you know, you needed to put him in a flex, then fine. I don't think he returns you terrible numbers, but I don't think he's going to give you a lot of upside either. But I do have some call, uh, calls for concern for Miles Sanders this week. The wide receiver core is really just uh, Sean Jackson. I think he eats this week. He absolutely stormed it. If you remember uh, last year, if you watched uh, Eagles All or Nothing, he absolutely went to town on, on the Washington football team and expect him to do that again uh, against that secondary. And then both tight ends are a play for me. Ertz and Goddard should have excellent weeks. So definitely make sure you get them in your lineups. Ravens versus Browns. Ravens are the second highest favourites of the week. 
at minus eight. Uh, we'll time for a second. And they're also, this is one of the highest scoring games, 48 and a half points. Uh, for the Ravens, it's a very narrow team uh, as it was last year. You can pretty much set your watch by who's fantasy relevant, which is why we love having Ravens players in our in our roster. You can start uh, Lamar Jackson, of course. You can start Marquise Brown. You can start Mark Andrews. You can start Mark Ingram. J.K. Dobbins is the only one. I think he comes along later on in the season, but at this point, I'm just not quite sure if I'm ready to take the plunge on him. I think if I was desperate, he might return flex-worthy numbers, but I think there might be better plays. I'd stick with Ingram for now, and those four players should should all have a very, very good day. As for the, the Browns, no need to start Baker Mayfield unless you absolutely need to uh, in a super flex, but in a, in a one QB league, he shouldn't really be starting. Uh, Chubb and Hunt should both have very, very good weeks. Um, and then I think you can also start um, OBJ and Landry, and I think both of them could return wide receiver two numbers this week. Jags and the Colts. Colts again, minus eight. Um, so heavy, heavy favourites here. 45 points to the spread. Rivers is someone who I put in my iStream to stream uh, column to start. Uh, again, it was between him and Minshew. I think they return very, very similar numbers. I think Rivers will get off to a fast start and maybe he takes it easy if they go uh, heavily ahead and therefore might not be as productive in the second half. But I also think he wants to go out there and set a good example and and really get uh, get going. So I think Rivers is a is someone to potentially start if you're streaming a quarterback, um, but not something to overly invest in. I think you can start Marlon Mack and, and Jonathan Taylor in this situation. I think both players are going to get a lot of opportunities to run the ball, especially if they get ahead early. T.Y. Hilton uh, should definitely be a start. Another one for my starts at Colin, Paris Campbell. I think he's someone who's going to get uh, a lot of work because that secondary with the Jags is, is pretty pretty terrible so he's someone that I uh, I think will get a lot of work especially I think he will probably line up in the slot and I think he'll get a lot of work out there if they do decide to double team Hilton and, and put all the pressure on to put in the column as for the Jags Minshew again I said he put him in as a streaming option I think he returned to a high QB2 numbers Chris Thompson is streamable uh, oh sorry he's the I mean he's streamable to come in I think he's the only back I'd play I wouldn't play Robinson or Burr unless you're absolutely desperate I think they're going to be so behind. I think that Thompson is the only player who's only going to get any real volume going in this game. So he's the one I, I like. And I'd start DJ Tark, and I wouldn't worry about anyone else on this team. And I don't think you're going to need to for, for quite a while anyway. Panthers versus the Raiders. Raiders are favourite by three and a half points. Uh, the spread here is 45. Uh, for the Panthers, it's easy. It's Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore. Don't worry about anyone else. Um, no one else. Ked Samuel's not been good in training. Robbie Anderson, definitely not. Uh, and I wouldn't start Bridgewater again if you're in a super flex fine I think he's fairly accurate he'll give you a pretty safe floor but nothing nothing too exciting to start about I certainly wouldn't start Derek Carr either uh, I'd be looking at Josh Jacobs who I think is is going to go off uh, Darren Waller and then maybe Ruggs as a very low end wide receiver three I think he's returning maybe you know 35 34 top wide receiver 34 with wide receiver 35 numbers maybe even slightly lower than that so as a flex play he might be someone you want to play but but no more than that and and brian edwards you might see get some volumes and targets he's someone who could return a very similar sort of number so he's someone that maybe you want to be getting on your waiver wire for now for next week because i think he'll he won't put up a big number but it will sit up and notice that he's getting targets lines are minus three against the bears uh, one of the lowest scoring games of the week at 44.5 points. 
Um, for the Lions, it's Stafford, it's Galladay. I'd leave the backfield alone. Just let it shake out. It's going to take a couple of weeks. Peterson, uh, on Johnson, and Swift, are just none of them are starts for me at this stage. I think it's going to be very convoluted. But you can start Galladay, you can start Marvin Jones in the flex. And, you know, TJ Hawkinson, he did very well in week one last year. He might do the same again. He's earned some rave reports. So if you've got him as one of those tight end darts at the end, then absolutely fine. For the Bears, um, the only starters I'm interested in here are, are Cohen, Robinson and Miller. Miller was also on the uh, report I put out earlier in the week. Um, they're the only three I'm, I'm interested in at this stage. I don't want Mitchell Trubisky. I don't want Jimmy Graham. I'm not buying into the hype that he's all of a sudden dominating a camp. It's just we've seen enough. We know what, we, what we're getting. So those three players, very narrow. There's not many players I'd really want in, in these games. Seahawks uh, minus one and a half over the Falcons. Points total 49, so a bit more of a shootout. This is a game where definitely uh, there's a lot more players to talk about. Uh, Wilson and Ryan should both be QB1s uh, this week. Um, Chris Carson, you can safely start him. You can start Lockett. You can start Metcalf. I wouldn't start Greg Olson. Don't think that's the, the play this week. Whereas with the Falcons, you can start Matt Ryan. As I mentioned, QB1, I, I'd definitely start Todd Gurley. I think he could go off. There's some people with some real scepticism, but I think he's someone who could really dominate. You can start Jones, Ridley, and Hurst, all of those. So I think this is a game where everybody can can eat and have uh, a really big fantasy day. So definitely get as many of the starters from those two teams in as you possibly can. Patriots 6.5 versus the Dolphins. Again, another low total, 43 Definitely start Cam Newton. I think he's someone who can produce really, really good numbers this weekend and get going well with the, with the Patriots against the, the 32nd pass defense projected to be. I mean, it's only projected at this stage uh, in the NFL. Um, you can start White and you can start Edelman. They're the only three I would start. You might see Nikhil Harry flash in this game, and that would be really good, but wouldn't bank on it uh, at this stage. As for the Dolphins... Fitzmagic's always someone who can produce something. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily have him as a starter in this game, unless I was in a super flex, then, then I would. But I think otherwise I, I would probably stay clear um, against that that Patriots defense. Uh, for me, the only players I, I want in this game are um, Parker and, and Gazicki. I don't want the running backs. I think that the Patriots can stop the run pretty well. And I think the Dolphins are going to be behind pretty early. So Devontae Parker, I think, is someone who, you know, he absolutely shredded. Uh, Gilmore last year but last year was last year and this year is this year so it might not happen again but someone I'd be comfortable starting and Mike Gazicki um, don't worry about what Dev Charles says he's the one that's going to be getting uh, the snaps at a tight end especially in the uh, passing offense so just uh, you know give him a go because I think he'll be a target for Fitz. Chargers against the the Bengals uh, Chargers favored by three and a half Tyrod is someone who yeah, again if you're in a, uh, a super flex he's sort of low end uh, QB2 so the three players you really need to worry about here are Eckler, Allen, and Henry. Don't start Mike Williams. He's very questionable. I'm not sure how fit he's going to be, and he certainly would have missed enough time. So he's not someone I would play in this game. Uh, Josh Kelly should be getting the, the secondary work behind Eckler, but again, I don't think he's going to get enough in this game to warrant a starting uh, berth in your fantasy teams. It's Eckler, it's, it's Allen, it's Hunter Henry, and that is it. For the Bengals, I wouldn't start Joe Burrow just yet. Um, I would definitely think there's better options. I think he's a mid to low end uh, QB2 at this stage. So again, for me, it's Mixon, it's Boyd, and then there's AJ Green. 
AJ Green is questionable for me. I think people will tend to start him given the name value and he might return some wide receiver three numbers, but it's not something I personally would gamble on, but then I don't have AJ Green in, in any of my teams. So, um, but definitely I think Tyler Boyd is going to eat in the slot and I think uh, Mixon is going to have a good game as well. As for the 49ers, they're minus seven and they're against the, the Cardinals. Points total 47 and a half. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't overly excite me this week. Um, so, it's again, it's very, very narrow. Uh, the only one I'd say in the, the 49ers offense that is going to absolutely go off this week is George Kittle. Cardinals last year were the worst team against tight ends. Um, so, Kittle is an absolute lock uh, this week. He's starting most... Uh, I can see the argument start Coleman. I think he maybe returns wide, uh, running back three numbers. Samuel, if he plays, he's definitely a start. But if not, I'd fade the whole wide receiver core and just see how it shakes out. They're, they're not volume dependent. They're not going to be slinging, you know, 10 targets to, to one guy. It'll be spread out. So I don't think there's enough volume for, for any of them here. Uh, as for the Cardinals, similar sort of situation, really, with the wide receivers. Hopkins is the only one I'm starting, given the, where he would have been drafted. Uh, I don't want Kirk. I don't want Fitz at this stage. Um, Isabella, anyone like that? Because I just don't, you don't know how this is going to work and who's going to be the clear... Uh, outlet for for targets but you know Hopkins is going to get them especially after getting paid that big contract this week Kerry and Drake uh, Kenny Drake you can definitely start um, this week Uh, he had good games against the 49ers in the past so fancy him to do that and Kyler Murray of course is someone that you could start but don't expect him to have a massive week but if you've got him on your team you drafted him high enough to where you have to start him so it's not a player I would love to start this week um but he's someone that i can understand that you're probably going to have to start him uh saints are minus three and a half against the buccaneers and another shootout 49 points for the saints uh breeze you can definitely start kamara you can start there's no worry about his back um and he's going to sign that contract so it shouldn't be a problem at all you i mean and then thomas is an absolute must start but uh, the buccaneers haven't been very good against tight ends for the last couple of years uh especially last year they, they weren't good at all so um, you can start Jared Cook and I maybe expect him to to find the end zone this week. So I think he's a sneaky um, tight end start, uh, maybe a mid tight end one, given the fact I think he finds the end zone this week. Buccaneers are a complete all change here. Um, Evans is potentially day to day with an injury. Personally, uh, there's people that sound very you know, far more worried about it than I, I can't help but think Arians is playing a little bit of mind games here. Um, he, yeah, okay, he, he didn't practice and that could be concerning, but Evans is not the guy that needs also a ton of practice. He knows this offense well. He's, he's a staple in it. Um, I'm not overly concerned. I think he does roll out Sunday, but that's a personal opinion, not not based on any sort of fact. Um, you definitely start Chris Godwin. I think he potentially has a, a massive game here. Um, and you definitely start Brady. I think Brady is a, a QB1 this week. I think he probably hovers somewhere around. Uh, I can't remember where I've got him in my rankings now. I think I had him around the, the top eight to ten. Uh, ninth, there you go. So he's definitely someone I'm starting uh, this week for sure. Um, I fade the whole backfield. Rojo, unless you're absolutely desperate and you have to start someone, um, I'm just not starting any of them. Um, I think Fournette eats into Rojo's row, and I think maybe he probably ends up winning the job, but he won't win it week one. Rams versus the Cowboys. Cowboys favored by three in uh, the second highest scoring game of the week. This is 52 points, and this is one where you could almost start everybody. Uh, Goff is someone heavily undervalued. Um, he's someone I do have on the fringes of the uh, QB1 conversation. Akers, uh, I think, is a flex play. 
Uh, don't think he gets all the touches, but I think he does win that job eventually. Wood, Cup, Higby, all must start, all going to be uh, potential wide receiver ones or tight end ones. So uh, they're all starts for me. And for the Cowboys, Prescott must start for me, uh, especially with where you've drafted him. He's probably the only QB on your roster. Zeke is, a, again, a, a must-start, obviously, given his position. The one I'd, I'd fade if I had that, a lot of depth is Amari Cooper. Um, against Jalen Ramsey, I think Jalen Ramsey is going to potentially take him out of the game. And I've yet to be convinced that in big games against good corners that Amari Cooper can, can really do damage. So for me, I don't know if I'm starting Amari Cooper. If I have better options, I think he's probably only good for maybe wide receiver three numbers. I think he'll have better weeks than he will this week. So he's someone that I'm not overly confident will will do a big job. So I'm more favorable to someone like like Michael Gallup this week. So he's someone who I'm I'm more bullish on. Um I had a look at my ranks. I do have I do have Cooper higher than I'm probably telling you now and and, and that might be just the more I've read into it, he's someone that I'm particularly uh, fading a bit more, but I can see that he might have enough volume to to be relevant. So just be careful. Um, but you can definitely fire up Gallup. And I think it's definitely worth flying in uh, Blake Jarwin this week. I think given the type of game, I think it's someone he could be getting some targets and maybe even CeeDee Lamb if you're absolutely desperate, but he's not one I'd be rushing to start. Moving on to Monday night football. Um, Steelers are favoured by two and a half against the Giants. Uh, 47 and a half points uh, the spread here so I think with the Steelers this is pretty straightforward Big Ben is potentially on the cusp of a, a QB1 conversation James Conner I think has an excellent week Juju I think has an excellent week so I think these are all sort of must plays uh, Deontay Johnson as well I think is someone who can easily start against this uh, derelict sort of secondary of the Giants now that DeAndre Baker is no longer on the team um, and I think you could potentially look at targeting Egg if you took him as a dart, he's someone that you could potentially start to. As for the Giants, there really isn't anyone on this team I'm overly confident on other than uh, Barkley. I think you can start Evan Ingram. I think he might return tight in one numbers, but I'm fading Jones. I'm fading all the wide receivers, as I put in my column this week. I just don't like the the matchup against that Steelers D. Um, so for me, fade as much of this offense except for Barkley and potentially Ingram as you go. Last game's a, a pick em. Uh, the Broncos and the, the Titans. Um, as a as a sort of pick, pretty much even at forty one points is the spread, so the second lowest total of points uh, for the week. Um, I fancy the Titans ever so slightly. I think the injury to Von Miller probably swayed it for me. Uh, just think that he's such a big player in that defense. I think it's a hard one to replace uh, immediately. Um, so for me, I wouldn't start the quarterbacks unless absolutely desperate in this game. Um, I think for me, the only Bronco I'd feel comfortable starting is Colton Sutton, who I have as a wide receiver too. Um, I wouldn't start the tight ends. I don't know how that's going to play out with Albert O. Does he dilute into Noah Fan? I think Melvin Gordon, if you have to play him, he's probably going to return uh, running back three numbers. He's a little bit injured, and I think Philip Lindsay's going to get some of those carries on the ground. I think Melvin Gordon's going to get more of the receiving touches and they might be behind and that might involve them a bit more but I'm just not bullish on on Melvin Gordon as for the Titans I mean you're definitely starting Derek Henry you're definitely starting AJ Brown um and you could probably start Johnny Smith I think he's someone who might be the second read in the offense so 
um, at the very worst, he's the third read. So he's someone that will get some some volume in this offense. So and Tannehill, I mean, he's fine if you need to play him, then uh, that should work out. But he's not someone that I'm overly targeting um, to to play this week unless it's in a, a super flex. So that should pretty much do it. Hope uh, this has given you some clarity as to who to be thinking about. Um, going forward, there'll be a bit more analysis and stats as, as we go through. And this might be a, a longer pod, but I hope this uh, all makes some sense to you. And just keep reading the articles on, on pilotrush.co.uk. This is all being broken down. Uh, Shutdown Corner will be dropping uh, later end of the week. The start sits column um, should be up um, by the time this goes out, as well as also, you know, the ice stream to stream, the wave wire picks. Lots of other great content on there from our writers. So uh, rankings are up there now for the week uh, and also for the season. So feel free to check those out. But any questions, feel free to reach out. As always, we will try and answer as many of them as we can. The quickest and most guaranteed way to get those questions answered is to join our Patreon, which you can uh, just search for 5 Year Rush Patreon, or you can go through the website and follow the links there. And if you sign up to that, sign up to the $3 a month tier then you'll get access to our Slack channel and you'll be able to ask us questions. Until next week, Rush Nation, thanks for tuning in. Hope this is useful. And until next week, keep rushing. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.